welcome to Autism in Outer Space. Um, I am so sorry <laughs> that I haven't um, posted any new episodes. Um, I missed last week and then I'm just squeezing one in <laughs> this week before the weekends. Um, I have been, my family and I have been sick Um, my husband and I both tested positive for COVID, but we're the only ones that did so. Um, my daughter's three and, um, she would not do well with being tested. So I, I only do it if I absolutely have to with her. So we, she just didn't go to preschool, kind of just hung out at home, didn't bother testing her, but knew she wasn't feeling great. Um, and then my son, um, has been out this whole week he did not test positive. And then uh, my mom, actually, we had seen her right before we got sick. And so she came down with it as well. She tests, she continued to test negative all the way through, but ended up with pneumonia at the end of it. So it's been, uh, it's been interesting. Um, I also, maybe this is TMI, but I'm sure a lot of people can relate, so I don't really care. (laughs) Um, I'm at the beginning of my monthly friend, if you know what I mean, and um, I always have a really hard time emotionally. Um, Yeah, I don't know if it's like PMDD or whatever the like intense version of PMS is, Um, but I always, like without fail, I always have a meltdown. Um, some, I mean, sometimes it's relatively mild. Um, if there's nothing else that's really like contributing to my, my overwhelm, overstimulation, you know, just the cup overflowing. Um, so yeah, um, you guys can probably still hear my voice a little bit of not really that congested, but I did like almost completely lose my voice, which was really tough it's hard to parent loud kids when um you're like can't even really talk um (laughs) so yeah it's just it's just been a lot um but I'm back um the transition from being sick for so long um and then you know kind of trying to slowly get back into um, our regular routine is hard for me cause that's a transition and, um, I definitely struggle with that. So I'm just trying to take it slow. Um, I usually, uh, see clients on Saturdays. So, um, I'm trying to decide, you know, first of all, if it's safe for me to see them, um, you know, it's been, it'll be, 10 days today. So as far as safety goes, I think it's probably safe. Um, but I probably will do a rapid test or something. I, you know, I, I see people that are pretty fragile medically, so we will see. Um, I tend to struggle with gaslighting myself when it comes to putting myself first. Um, and, you know, canceling and saying, look, I, you know, I'm a lot better, but I like, I just don't, I still don't quite feel up to it. You know, I'm nervous about passing it on to, you know, to other people. I'm going to take another week off. Um, you know, I, I, I really struggle with that because my internal, um, monologue will sometimes start up and be like, 
you know, you're being lazy, you know, you really could push yourself, other people would push themselves, you know, and on and on. But, you know, I also have to remember that now that I know I'm autistic, that, you know, my, um, I always use the cup analogy, but <laughs> my cup overflows a lot easier than other people. And um, it's not going to do anyone any good if I'm pushing myself. Um, and yes, I, other people, I feel like there is this like, culture of pushing yourself with work um, that I saw a lot when I was, you know, like working more traditional jobs. Um, I always saw people pushing themselves going into work sick or burned out or whatever. And I always thought that I had to push myself the same way. Um, but it would just kind of, it would just end up resulting in a meltdown. <laughs> um, so I have to remember that that doesn't work for me. And I mean, other, even neurotypical people probably shouldn't be pushing themselves like that either. So, um, by the way, my, since both my kids are home, um, my home, my son is homesick again. Um, I might have to stop this and start the recording again if I have to um, see to whatever they need. <laughs> I think they're, they're watching a show and eating lunch, so I think they should be okay. But anyway, I just wanted to check in. Um, I will talk a little bit about something that's on my mind. Um, so I have been thinking a lot about friendships and kind of unpacking that. Um, I'm pretty sure I've talked about friendships a little bit. I can't, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's just, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I, I've, I've struggled with friendships and struggled keeping them. Um, I'm definitely the kind of person who, like, if I was in a situation, like if I was at work or, like if I was at a specific job for a time or if I was, you know, in college for a time or whatever stage of life I was in, I didn't struggle to make friends necessarily. Um, I, I tend to be really, really good at masking and, um, and just, just good at expressing friendliness. Um, I think I'm good at that. Um, I, I think I am a friendly person person genuinely. Um, but I do feel like as part of my mask, I have to exaggerate that in order for others to really see that. And I've kind of like learned that and perfected it over time. So, um, making friends isn't too bad as long. Um, and it sometimes takes me a little bit longer than other people in situations to make friends because I tend to kind of not really know where to start as far as like the small talk of like, you know, starting up a relationship and just like getting a conversation going. Um, and so I appear very shy. Um, mo more so though, it's just a feeling of like anxiety and not knowing what to do than really being like shy. Although I don't really know what, like a neurotypical person that's just shy, I don't really know what their <laughs> inner experience is. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just a very, I mean, and maybe maybe just a general, I'm sorry, a fan just came out of my basement. <laughs> um, maybe just a general, like, shy 
feeling is part of my experience, but a big part of it is definitely feeling like I just, I don't know what to do. And I'm like kind of looking around to figure that out. Um, so yeah, so sometimes it takes me a little bit because of that, but then, um, once somebody starts talking to me, I'm easily able to, I mean, not easily, I guess that's not really the right, right word at all. It appears to other people that I'm, <laughs> that it's easy for me to start, um, start the small talk going once it's initiated, um, and develop a friendship. Um, one of the things that I have done, um, especially as a young adult, was to want the friendship to go well so badly um, because, you know, a lot, pretty much all, yeah, I would say pretty much all of the people that I have, um, have made friends with over the years were people that I really wanted to be friends with even before they started talking to me, like maybe saw them interacting with somebody else and thought, Oh, like, I think I'd get along great with that person. I really like that person. I really like their, their vibe or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a term that the, the new generation is using a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, um, I would, start to develop a friendship with them and feel like I needed to push myself to accept all invitations of, you know, to hang out. Um, and I'm probably going to have to see what my, what my kids need. Just a minute. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> Um, so I was talking about, um, how I would push myself to, um, hang out with any, hang out with that person, accept any invitation that they gave or that they suggested as far as, you know, maybe going out somewhere or, um, uh, coming over to their place or whatever. Um, I, I think I developed, sorry, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> I feel like over time, <coughs> excuse me, like as in when I was maybe like in high school, I kind of developed a fear of um, people thinking that I was a flake. Um, and by flake, I mean like, um, you know, like, like quote unquote flaking out on things. Um, like people thinking that I was making an excuse because, and you know what, I don't know. I, I do remember instances where a friend that I had in high school would get upset with me if I said no to things. Um, I had a friend that was very needy and I had very few boundaries with her and um, she was kind of like the person that I shadowed um, as far as like social skills. She was, she was the personality that I took on pretty much. Um, so she kind of felt like more, almost more than a friend. She felt like part of me, um, because she was the one that I would follow around, like I said, and, and, and take on her personality. And I, I think I've talked about this friend before. Um, but 
I'm pretty sure I remember her being upset and and then quote unquote mad at me or me feeling like she was mad at me. Um, and of course, this is all my experience. I don't real I don't know what her experience of this was. Um, if I, you know, maybe said like, oh, I'm tired. I want to stay home, you know, and maybe maybe she had those feelings because she thought that I was um, I don't know, like maybe she thought maybe she was worried that I didn't like her as much as a friend anymore or whatever. Um, maybe feeling some rejection sensitivity, which I can certainly relate to as somebody that um, overanalyzes people's behaviors because, um, you know, the social, I, I often will miss, you know, social cues and not be completely sure, you know, why somebody is um, rejecting me. Um, but then also I feel that rejection like way stronger than other people because of the rejection sensitivity. So, um, she, maybe she was experiencing some of that as well. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so in young adulthood, I really pushed myself to, um, do things with people and it would definitely contribute to burnout, which I think I mentioned that I experienced, um, you know, in jobs, um, and my internship, things like that. Um, and, you know, I think also if I had only hung out with people when I truly felt like I wanted to and, and had the capacity to do so, I think I would have been flaking quote unquote a lot. Um, and so that's another reason why I pushed myself because, I knew that the amount of time that I spent at home and needed at home alone was way more than other people. Um, And I would have, I think people probably would have misunderstood and thought that I didn't want to be their friend because I was always saying, no, I'm too tired or whatever. So I think that's, I think that's another contributor. Um, So I found in-person friendships and I still do sometimes Oh, I might, I might have to stop again. Hold on. Short break again. Okay, I'm back. Thank you for um, letting me have a couple little breaks here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I kind of have a tickle in my throat, so I'm probably going to have to wrap this up soon. Um, but as I was saying... Um, I found and still do find um, in-person friendships to be kind of stressful um, because I have I have a lot of trouble navigating those boundaries and setting those boundaries. Um, I'm hoping that I'll be better at it now that I know I'm autistic and and um, I do have a few friend a couple friends that I've disclosed to and they've and the reaction has been just amazing. <clears throat> um, Sometimes I think to myself, like, you know, do I have close friendships? Um, And sometimes I wonder that. But I do have a couple of friends, as I mentioned, that I have disclosed to and that I feel very comfortable talking about very personal things with. They're the kind of people that um, are just the kind of people I want to surround myself with. They're very kind. They're caring. They really value Friend, their friendships and they I can tell they really value me um 
And so I would say the answer is yes. Um, they're both long distance friendships. Um, <clears throat> one in particular isn't that far. Another one is farther, but, um, definitely friendships where we can't just be like, oh, hey, you want to hang out tonight? And honestly, the pressure that that takes off of me is huge. I don't think, I don't know if anyone else would be able to understand <laughs> except for maybe someone that's autistic. So maybe you are thinking, oh yes, I get it. Um, yeah, I, I almost, um, there's, I do have, I do know moms that live like in the same town as me or live very close by that I know from, you know, my kids going to school that I've met through, um, you know, pick up and drop off and activities, um, with the kids, um, and, and that I've had play dates with, with the kids. And, um, I have watched those friendships kind of fade a little bit and, um, I don't want that to happen necessarily, necessarily, but I'm also afraid, um, to be perfectly honest. I, I'm just, I'm just afraid of this, of that stress. Um, I feel like I would need to disclose that I'm autistic. Um, I can think of a couple off the top of my head that I would want to be friends with that I think would be very accepting of, um, my diagnosis and understanding and maybe even have, um, autistic family or friends in their lives. So they would definitely understand. Um, so I keep toying with that idea, but I keep getting scared. Um, and like, how do I, you know, how do I like start a friendship with them? Does this mean I have to hang out with them every week? If I don't, you know, this, like if I flake, if I quote unquote flake out on them, are they going to think, you know, d differently of me? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just the, un I think it's just purely the unknown that, um, that makes me nervous. So, um, so yeah, there's, I also wanted to mention, um, because when I think of friendships, I think of this too. Sometimes I've also had difficulties with communicating online. So I know I said in person can be scary. Um, I feel like online is kind of the opposite for me. I get a lot more bold. Um, I, and unfiltered, <laughs> and um, because I feel a lot more comfortable to be myself and just say, you know, what I want to say or what I'm thinking. And so um, I think I can, I've accidentally offended people. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's because I can be blunt, I can give way too much detail, which can be confusing and frustrating for people, I guess. I don't find extra detail to be frustrating. I find it to be helpful, but I think other people, mainly neurotypicals, I guess, <laughs> find that to be um, just too much sometimes. Um, and yeah, I tend to uh, not, over I mean, yes, I do tend to overshare. That's definitely something I've, I've done in person too. <clears throat> um, but I tend to overshare, I guess, my opinion and research that I've done on topics so if a topic comes up that I'm interested in I'll sort of like info dump but if the 
if the topic, I think I've talked about this a little bit, but if the topic is controversial um, and the other person, maybe I didn't realize they were stating an opinion, I thought, oh, this person just doesn't know, you know, the research behind this. So I'll be like, actually, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think they think I'm like arguing with them, even though really I'm just saying like, I've actually really researched this. Like I actually really know what I'm talking about. I'm really interested in this. And, you know, even if my research was quote unquote wrong or whatever, or you have something that you're like, that is contradictory, you know, I I like genuinely want to read it. And and like, like, I'm not just like, well, show me what you, you know, I'm not being, I'm definitely not trying to be argumentative. Um, I, you know, I I tend to see things very black and white. um, And so I just want to see the research. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to start a debate or something. Um, So that's, that's been another issue with online. I found when that happens, um, leaving a voice message instead has been really helpful. Um, when, when, if I start to see someone's getting angry with me or, or if I'm just not sure if they're angry with me, I'll leave a voice message and say, Hey, I wasn't sure, you know, excuse me, if you were offended by this, I really, I apologize. This, This is the tone of voice I meant to say it in, or this is what I meant to convey. And, you know, I'm, I'm just worried that it didn't come across. So I'm just going to leave a voicemail to explain it. And you know, I'm not, and they'll hear like my calm tone and they'll be like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, they must've like misread, um, the way I said something. So, yeah. So it's friendships have been hard. I've always, um, only been able to manage one friend at a time. And I think I've mentioned this before that, um, that the friends that I had in grade school um, and college too, but I feel, I don't know, I feel like the pressure of fitting in was different in college. Um, But definitely in grade school, um, the one friend that I would have would often have other friends and managing that navigating that with that one friend was really difficult because I, as soon as there would be more than one person, I would start to feel uncomfortable and just get really quiet um, and just not want to be in that situation. Um, And it's not that the other people were not good people or something. I mean, they, it's just that when they, when, when they're, when the group, more than one person would be together the the conversation, I just, I wouldn't be as interested in it. I'd feel overwhelmed, not sure when to contribute. You know, I might have something that I want to say, but like, I don't know when to say it. Um, all, all of that <laughs> would just start to come up. And, um, and because of that, I had a hard time um, connecting with those people because I hadn't really spent much time with them one-on-one um, to actually get to know them and have them get to know me. Um, so that's that was really hard and um the small group of friends that I was friends with when high school ended um they kind of remained friends and I um you know I was kind of the black sheep a bit um and uh yeah so um I think I'm going to get going um I know today was a little bit shorter but I just really missed <laughs> making episodes. Um, I, besides being sick, since I've kind of been stuck at home, I haven't had a chance to be like 
completely alone and feel, feeling like I can speak openly. Um, I guess because, and not, not that, not that like I can't be speak out and be honest in my own home. It's just that, um, I don't feel comfortable being fully like authentic and like real about what I'm talking about. Um, unless I'm like completely alone and uninterrupted. <laughs> so, um, and as you can tell, the kids can be upstairs entertained, but, um, they tend to interrupt a lot. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I hope everybody is staying healthy the best that you can. Um, I know here we have like an Arctic cold front. I think a lot of, uh, maybe the mid Atlantic ish region of the U S if you're in the U S, um, is having kind of a cold front or Arctic cold front coming through. So, um, if you are part of that, <laughs> be safe, um, <clears throat> and stay warm. And, um, I will talk to you all soon. I will try my best to record earlier next week. Um, my goal is usually for Tuesday. So I will aim for Tuesday. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.